Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We've got up with Tom Atkins today. He's the CEO at Mammoth Resources. That's a small company, um, but been around a while. They had Sentara pull out of a deal recently, so they're picking up the pieces and going and drilling themselves. And we talked to them about uh, the ability to do business in Mexico and what they hope to find. And if you want our thoughts and opinions on the conversations, topics discussed, and indeed the man himself, Tom, you can find that at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club, where you can also find detailed company reports and analysis. We've got commentary from experts from around the world on a variety of companies and commodities. We've got training courses on there. We do summaries of all the interviews that we do just to save you some time because we know you're busy. But most importantly, a wonderful thriving community of investors who share their thoughts and ideas with each other in a nice, friendly and safe environment, free from all that judgment, trolling and abuse you see elsewhere. And if that does sound appealing to you, go and join them, cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. Tom, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing well, thank you, Matt, and yourself? Fantastic, fantastic. It's it's springtime, we're cracking on. Um, What about you? Where in the world are you? I am in Toronto, Canada. How are things there? All good? Um, You know, we're, uh, we're, we're battling a little bit with COVID right now. Um, so time will tell. We're waiting for these vaccines to arrive and get in arms. And uh, yeah, so. Good. Okay. Um, well, I appreciate you coming on. It's a new story to us. We've never spoken before. I'm kind of keen to see what um, uh, Baby Mammoth Resources is going to do. Um, so why don't you give us a kick off with a one minute overview of the story and I'll pick yeah. it up from there. Great, thanks, Matt. Yeah, um, so Mammoth is, uh, you know, it's probably micro cap. We're kind of, uh, you know, sort of six million uh, market cap, which is about how much has been spent on the property. And we can talk a little bit about all the things that we've done um, to bring it to the point where we're at right now, which is, you know, just getting ready to initiate a drill program. But we're in the Sierra Madre of Mexico. We're surrounded by multi-million, a number of multi-million ounce deposits owned by multi-billion dollar companies. And we think we we have we have one of the same. Okay, so well, let, let, let's 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 talk about um, a few things first because I'm I'm kind of keen with small companies. People don't you know you haven't done anything yet or haven't done enough yet for people to judge you on or try and understand what it is that you're trying to do. So let's try and get let's try and get into the story. So Sierra Madre, fairly prolific uh, region, Mexico for for a long time. So one, how did you pick up the asset? Yeah, so. I was with a company that had an asset sort of in the vicinity, um, was working in advancing that asset. And we had a fellow come in um, who had worked on that same asset some years earlier. So rather than replicate the wheel, brought this guy in for a few days to walk around the various properties. And as we were chatting, he said, hey, I know of a pretty good opportunity um, you might be interested in. Introduced this property to us. Um, it had been held by another Canadian junior 07 and 08, um, quickly had gone from uh, stream sediment sampling, soil geochem, identified a big footprint, bam, right, right into drilling. They're actually doing their mapping while they were drilling and reported some really good results. I mean, potentially 10 of 15 holes, the first holes ever drilled on the property um, were potentially economical. Um, one of the intervals was, uh, you know, had almost two meters of 45 gram per ton gold. And uh, anyway, they had to relinquish the property in 2008 due to the global financial crisis. Um, we were introduced to it in 2012. 
saw the, what they had done, the type of system, high sulfidation. And um, I mean, look, we liked it so much. We paid the vendors $45,000 US on back taxes just on a letter of intent. And so that became the, you know, the new asset of Mammoth Resources in 2012. 2012, it's, it's 2021. What, what have you been doing yes. since then? Well, as you probably know, Matt, it's been a couple of pretty lean years there in exploration <laughs> between 2012 and, uh, and sort of more, most recently. So look, at, I'll tell you, there, there were two years, two and a half years, we did nothing. I mean, we just hunkered down. I mean, I, like, I, I couldn't go and promote it to anybody because quite frankly, I wouldn't have invested in bold exploration at that time. So, but, 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 you know, we've done uh, extensive sampling over about a seven kilometer trend, uh, more than like close to a thousand samples, uh, chip samples, generally a meter and a half to two meters. Um, we've done some further uh, soil geochemistry. We've done some, uh, some IP mag, um, and we've done some drilling. Uh, we drilled 11 holes ourselves, eight of which um, were potentially economical, some great intersections um, over sporadically over a four kilometer um, trend of a larger, um, you know, five to seven kilometer trend. Okay, so this thing's been parked up up until now because the market hasn't been right. Well, well, parked for a couple of years, but we've again we've done the geophysics, we've done the sampling, we've done channel sampling, other things to di- to identify. Yeah, but how about okay? But how much money's been spent on it? I'm, I'm trying to say like you're, you're six seven million dollar market cap now, right? You got this thing in 2012. Right. Two, three years of parked up still means you've been at this five, six years. So you've been at it. You've been going slow, moving slowly. Yes. Why? Five, five and a half million dollars has been spent on the property to date. By, by, by you? They're also, yes. Well, by ourselves and then that predecessor. So they're drilling and their work. Five and a half million. And Sentara spent 1.2. That's not included in the five and a half. So Sentara had been a partner for 21 months. Uh, they, they, we, we recouped the property after they made the decision last September to pull out of Mexico. Okay, like, okay, explorations. It's it's a it's a tough gig, right? You know, most exploration projects don't you know come out the other end. So, you've spent, you've raised and spent how much? Ourselves, we were about four million into it, and the predecessor was a million and a half, so five and a half on the property. Right. So what's the market not getting then? Because, you know, you're whatever, I think it's like six, seven million market cap today. It's six and a half, yeah. Right. So are, are people just, there's, there's too many options out there for them to look at. Why, why are you not catching the eye? You know what I hear most often when we reach out if, on the fun side is uh, you're too small. Just no, no interest in it. You're just too small. That, like nine out of 10 calls that I make is, are you too small for us? So what do you do? Just keep talking to people, you know, just, just, just keep talking to people. Opportunities like this, where you can introduce it to shareholders that are investors that, that look at something like this and aren't, you know, saying, well, it's easy to sub 10. I'm going to look at it. That's, that's what we're trying to do. Right. So you're, you're going to say to me, this is a high, highly leveraged, you know, opportunistic, highly leveraged play, but you're going to have to tell me what you know about it today. What's going to give me comfort about what you know about what you've got today? Yeah, well, look, at, we've been working since we got the property back in October. Um, first, we you know, got, got, got the permit process advanced. Centaur had begun the permit, 139 drill holes. Continued that permitting process. We've got that drill, that drill permit in place. Put in surface agreements with the two communities in the area. We've got those for going forward um, to enable us to drill. 
and uh, and we did a we we extended the soil geochemistry another kilometer. We got seven kilometers of of really attractive soil geochemistry up to six gram per ton gold in some samples in soils, and we've done an infill geophysics survey leading to drill targeting. And so we put out last week the first 2.4 kilometers of areas where we see some really attractive grill targets over this 2.4 kilometers. And we'll be coming out with additional about, about two kilometers of further geophysics and targeting, setting us up for what we hope to be a, you know, up to a 50 hole drill program. Okay, so let, let's talk about the Sentara option, okay? Because they're a company of a certain size and they would expect to and need to see an opportunity of a certain size. But they've stepped away. They've stepped out of Mexico fully. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Because what I'm trying to work out is, does another company like Sentara, Sentara Size, uh, step into this thing as an option further down the line? Or are companies of a certain size never going to be interested in this? And therefore, it's going to, you're going to need to actually develop this project. Look, that's a great point. And, and I think, you know, your whole, your whole, aspect of Sentara coming involved. Look, like, Sentara wouldn't have had any interest in this at all if they didn't see north of a million and a quarter, you know, a million and a half ounces. So it just, just wouldn't have been in it of any interest. And that's clear. And, and it was clear when they first looked at it and why they, and why they liked it. So, so we can establish that. I can't say anything for why they chose to leave Mexico. I mean, I think, you know, anyone that follows Sentara, they saw last, I guess it was last week, they announced their their issues in, in Kyrgyzstan um, with Kumtor, their key asset. There's a level of risk aversion given you know, the political risk associated with that, I suppose. But I'm speculating that was their decision. Um, but clearly they intended to go forward. I mean, they had permitted it for 139 drill holes. They had two contractors bidding on it. We actually thought we had the conference call. The conference call was discussed drill targeting. And then we got this surprise. So we can establish that. As far as the future and another company of Sentara's size coming in, look, I think that's always an opportunity. It's always an opportunity. And so I- so, so let, let's be really clear because I think people need to believe that that is possible. So Sentara, you're saying difficulties in their portfolio elsewhere may have affected the decision-making on their desire to work in Mexico. Is that what you're just going with? It could, could well be. Could, I, just, I mean, this is something that's just that's happened recently, so we know that. Um, you know, that could be the case. And I can tell you, look at when they, when they mentioned to us their departure, they had said, look at, we've left other jurisdictions. We left Burkina Faso. They left Mongolia. So, you know, I, I have no idea what goes on corporative that makes, that leads to these decisions, but that's what we were told. Okay. So therefore you're, you're saying you'd like to believe, um, that another center could come along and, and option this. There are a lot of companies operating in and around CMRJ at the moment. Hunting silver, gold, etc. Is I mean, what's the chances of you being able to raise money? You've nine out of ten of people are going. You're too small. So, what's the chance of you being able to raise money in this market? Well, look, we we've, we've still we have we've proven our ability to raise money. We have raised money for the last nine years when we've when we've needed to raise money. We've got some good institutional support. U.S. Global is a ten percent shareholder, and they've always been supportive. Um, we brought in Commodity Discovery Fund in the last financing, chatting with them. Um, a gold 3000, which is a small cap fund of the larger Gold 2000, is an investor as well. So we are attracting the larger funds. Um, you know, we, we've been able to do that. Plus, we've got a great retail following as well. So I, I see the potential. I see the potential. Right. It's challenging, but I see the potential. 
Right. What is it? What's the potential? Uh, that we, that we should be able to raise in the neighborhood of one and a half to two million dollars to initiate to do this initial phase of the drilling. Okay. And that those results, then you know, we'll see we'll see additional capital available. Okay. We'll get million that ten million market cap hump, hopefully. Right. And then, so with this one and a half, two million bucks, what are you going to be able to come back? Or what do you want to be able to or need to be able to come back to the market and say? Start to start to drill in some of these target areas that we see over this approximate five kilometer trend. And that they, they, we announced some of the target areas in the last press release and to be able to go in to drill some of those targets and demonstrate the potential. Right. Okay. So maybe again, comes back to an earlier question, which is what, what do you know about it today in terms of there's been five and a half million bucks spent on this thing outside of what Centera have done. You've got all of this data and you've identified a number of targets that you think are worth going after. That, that's what you're going to use one and a half to two million bucks for. Yep. To, to drill those targets. And look, these are really compelling targets. We've got We've got soil geochemistry, we've got chip samples, we've got channel samples, we've got other drilling that's never even been followed up on, good drill results. We've got the IP and the mag, and that we're doing ISM. Like, like we've got layers, like this has been done in a methodical manner, and that, and we're incorporating all that data. I mean, realistically, I challenge like anybody that's, that's, that's done better work than what we've done. We've had a PhD review that states that this is a, tar- that this is a, a high sulfidation, they believe there's the potential for an economic deposit. Two PhDs, know these systems well, multi, like many, many years working for some of the largest companies in exploration, have, have, have viewed all our data, went to the site, looked at the core, looked at the outcrop, this is their conclusion. Uh, we see a similar thing in working with PhD geophysicists and planning our geophysics program, the results of the geophysics program, and the target. And that. So you can't get better resources than this. And we keep coming up with these really great targets, and compiling all that information together. Okay. So, so when are you raising this money? Well, it'll be imminent. It'll be imminent. Right. Okay. Are you working anywhere else at the moment? No, this is it. 100% gig. You're focused. 100% gig. 100% gig. Fine. Give me, what's your track record? What have you done before? Where, where have you built up companies or created shareholder value before? So, geologist. Um, worked in exploration from generative all the way up to development. Uh, have uh, went back MBA, um, corporate banker, investment banker, and uh, look working for large companies as an executive after the banking experience. Um, VP IR, corporate development, uh, Bolid and I am Gold, and then I've been past CEO of three companies. So Crow Flight Minerals. I remember doing my first financing at eleven and a half cents, and I was negotiating that half cent. Um, with a major fund, and that so that was the first financing with that company. And then, you know, after a year and a half later, we we're doing a bot deal, and we put a mine into production. Um, and then uh, Castle Gold came in at Castle Gold at thirty nine cents. They didn't have a business plan. They didn't have a CFO. They were under a cease trade order, and um, pulled that together. A year and a half later, it was sold for a dollar twenty to to Argonaut. And uh, so, you know, I've, I've got some good, some good successes behind us. And, um, you know, it's, it's been tough with this one. Um, it's obviously smaller, but I have a lot of confidence that we can we look at. Here's the thing at the very end is this is like, we've got seven kilometers of ubiquitous gold. I mean, it's gotta be a pretty prolific system that spreads gold over such a large area. Um, it was, Sentara saw that potential. These systems are multi-million ounce systems in the Sierra Madre. Now, India with Agnico Gold, two and a half million ounces. Mulatos, 
uh, Alamos Gold, 6.2 million ounces. Sassel, that's, that's depleted now, is close to 2 million ounces. The same type of systems. And we're actually, our footprint is larger than any of these in that, in the same type of system. So I think this has got huge potential. And the gold didn't fall from the sky. It could only have come deeper from the earth, right? And that. And so, you know, and we're seeing that in our drilling, like we're getting good drilling interceptions. Okay. So you're 100% into this. How much money in dollars? Not how many shares, how many dollars have you put into this? Half a million. Okay. Is that meaningful for you? That's a good question. That's a, that's a very good question because it could be nothing for someone else. It's meaningful for me. It's meaningful for me. Right. Okay. Okay. That's what I want to hear. Um, okay. So you, I'm just sort of intrigued as to if you can't go and raise this money now, what are the options available to you? Well, look, I mean, there's all, every option is on the table. It's all about creating value for shareholders because I'm a major shareholder as well. So I've got, I've got you know, 3 million shares of the company. So, so, you know, the other step is to, to talk to other companies. Maybe there's a merger of other juniors. I always believe in that because you're just spreading out the administrative costs. And, and you know, as a public company, administrative costs are, are it's a relevant point. In that. So we're always looking at that. There is always the opportunity to go out and do something with another major. Um, you know, I mean, there's, there's benefits because they're spending the money, but, you know, it goes against the fact that you don't have control of the news flow as much as you'd like to, but that's always an option as well. So look at all options are always on the table in that. and it's all about creating value for shareholders. Right. And so why did you not take advantage of this at the end of last year when, you know, gold market seems to be going nuts and people were throwing money at gold stories? Did you, were you trying to raise money then and it just wasn't getting the response you needed? We raised money in January. So we set out to raise, to raise 600, raised 688, 10 cents, no warrant and that. But the thing was that in July and August when it was really attractive, we were, we were a Sentara partner. And we had no news flow. Matt, in, in 21 months with Sintera, we had three press releases on activities on the project. And those three press releases, yeah, those three press releases were to say that Sintera had returned to the field. We, there were no results in almost two years. Doesn't help. Doesn't help. I mean, this is a new story. Like this is, a, this is like a new story. It's been around for a while, but there were two years where there was no news. Okay. Well, let, let, let's um, let's 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 stay in touch and see how you get on. I'm intrigued by one your ability to raise capital now, one and a half to two. Uh, obviously, you don't want to dilute by raising too much. I understand that, but to more importantly, what you're going to come back to market with in terms of those drill results? What's what's the GNA like? I mean, in terms of over, overhead, in terms of the people that you employ. I mean, what? Tell me any company that has that spends less than us. Like we are really mean. I just to give an example for for our salaries, we're on we're on a tier level. So so if we don't have a certain amount of capital, I make sixty thousand a year. So I'm a, I'm a C. I've thirty five years experience in this business. I make sixty thousand dollars a year. If we have more capital, then that bumps up. When we raise more capital, it bumps up again. It's the same for all of us. And and most often, I my salary is accruing at that 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 low level. And that so look at our GNA is is lower than anybody's anybody's. Okay, Tom, well, like, do me a favor, stay in touch here. It's a nice little story. It's a great part of the world. Um, you sound like you've you know, got a nice track record and you want to do things the right way. Um, um, I'd be delighted to take that phone call if you, uh, if you want to come back on. 
That's great. I really appreciate it, Matt. Thanks so much for this exposure and this opportunity. It was good to get to know you better and, and I look forward to us chatting further in the future. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to CruxCast or our website, cruxinvestor.com and of course our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming and we'll speak to you again soon.